When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. You're listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and this is Season 5, Episode 36, and it's All-Star Weekend in the NHL. Hey gang, Andy here. Full disclosure, this is the second time I am recording this podcast. I had recorded a whole big podcast uh, covering NHL All-Star Weekend, but most of it was really about trade targets for the Rangers in light of the Heedle injury news. And I had this whole big segment on why Elias Lindholm would be in a very uh, astute buy for Chris Drury and could maybe be one player worthy of the rumors of the Rangers shopping Kako Kako or taking calls on Kako Kako. And wouldn't you know it, the eve before it's about to come out, uh, Vancouver trades for Lindholm, thus making the podcast I recorded uh yeah null and void i guess or not evergreen and yeah so i wasn't gonna put that out because that would have been a waste of a podcast so i had to reconvene on thursday night the night of the nhl all-star fantasy draft or i guess just all-star draft um and yes basically go back to the drawing board with this one so i apologize for not having a podcast out this morning but i thought it better to have a podcast with at least relevant and fresh information on Friday than have one come out on Thursday that was literally an entire moot point because one of the main players I get into talking about has been traded to another team. So uh, thanks for bearing with me. And as I had said earlier, I am recording this on Thursday evening and the NHL All-Star Game draft is back uh, after a few man actually i was i almost had a few years but now that i think about it it's probably been a, i can't remember when they did the last one it was probably in the mid to uh, maybe 2015 16 if that um if anyone who has been watching the nhl long enough to remember uh a decade ago that the when they used to do this it was basically all the nhl players at, at a hotel of some sort and everyone was drunk, and it had some pretty interesting moments. And if you got picked last, 
like Phil Kessel did. I believe you won a car, uh, famously. But I don't know why they stopped. Apparently, it was a lot of like, I don't know if it was like the players not wanting to be embarrassed by picking last or or agents. I don't know who who basically put the kibosh on that. But um, it was pretty popular. It's obviously very popular when they do it in the NBA All Star Games. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just, while I was cooking, I kind of had it on, uh, in the background and was just, just briefly chiming in. It seemed very boring. Honestly, I think the NHL found a way to, they did it in an arena with players and, you know, and they had, obviously each team had a celebrity, uh, of the four uh, divisions had a, like a celebrity coach and, yeah, it was like Michael Bublé and uh, Justin Bieber and uh, Tate McRae, I believe her name is. Uh, forgive me, I am uh, I am an old. Um, and uh, Will Arnett, it's, you know, very eclectically strange group of celebrities, but there you go. Um, and yeah, it just seemed pretty boring. Like not much was going on with the the old one. You kind of had. Well, besides the fact that everyone was clearly drinking and, and looked like they're having a good time, it was just, yeah, it was just fairly just watching Nate, waiting for names to get called. And, you know, so again, I mean, I'm not going to relitigate uh, a point James and I have made on this podcast so many times how the All-Star Game is for, you know, uh, it's an event for people to go and bring families and kids and, you know, just to see their favorite players and I don't think I am, well, I, I think they would like to think that I am who they are catering to, but, you know, I, it's, I think it's definitely much more novel if you are a bit younger and it just doesn't seem to have the same appeal, uh, at least to me. So I'm sure we'll see what the skills competition has on Friday or is it Saturday? I don't even, I don't even know, folks. That's how... Uh, Full disclosure, this between the bye week the Rangers had going into this and the draft, it has been so nice to take some time off from this team. And honestly, just hockey in general. I just the way that January went for the Rangers was enough to basically for me to say, I need a breath of fresh air. I know the Rangers need a breath of fresh air and a reset. So it was nice to take it and not have to worry about how a team that I invest so much of my time and love into has found new ways to disappoint me. As always, always finding new ways to disappoint me. So much need to reset. So I'm not really intently watching. I might not watch the All Star Game. I mean, I, I usually don't. I usually kind of either catch cool clips afterwards, or I just tune in and have it in background noise or whatever. But um, it's very. I can't remember the last time I sat down to watch an All Star Game in earnest. Probably the John Scott one in Nashville, just because of all the intrigue around his selection and the underdog story. It was all very pro wrestling, which obviously if you listen to this podcast, no appeals to me. So yeah, that was probably the last time I sat down to watch a game in full or an all-star game, I should say, because the three on three hockey is always kind of boring every now and then something cool comes out. The skills competition, fastest skater is always pretty interesting. Um, Cause McDavid is a usually a lock. And if he's not, it's just someone else, you know, surprising, but the skills competition has produced some cool moments. The Trevor Zegers shootout goal. Um, I believe this weekend the uh, superstars of the PWHL will have a uh, will basically be on display and have a exhibition like game. I think they'll be heavily represented 
in the All-Star Game, which is really cool. Um, it's been awesome watching the PWHL uh, in their inaugural season. It's free on YouTube if you're, you know, you got to got to rep your hometown team, New York. And um, yeah, they should factor in heavily in this weekend, which is pretty cool. But other than that, very little appeal to me. I'm just looking at it. I usually take this as a time to, which I assume Chris Drury is doing as well, is reset and assess how do I really feel about this team? Is it as good as I thought? Is it as bad as I thought? Who should they target? What trade chips do they have? This is basically where you make this decision. And uh, based on something that happened uh, literally uh, two days ago, perhaps the Rangers' approach to the trade deadline has changed. Because as we know, the Vancouver Canucks traded with the Calgary Flames for Elias Lindholm. I believe they gave up a pretty a hefty package that in included uh, Andre Kuzmenko, first round pick. I think Yoni Yermo was in that. Another pick. Uh, you know what? Well, let me just pull it up instead of being a bad podcaster. Sorry. Ah, here we are. The Vancouver Canucks have acquired center Elias Lindholm from the Calgary Flames in exchange for forward Andre Kuzmenko, defender Hunter Bruskowitz, and Yoni Yermo, uh, 2024 first round pick, and a conditional 2024 fourth round pick, which I believe jumps up to I think it's a is it a second or a third if they make the Western Conference final um that's a lot that is a haul for Lynn Holm I mean smart of if the if uh, Calgary's really rebuilding that's a good haul for them because Manko is already a pretty pretty good player who's just you know he's still nascent Kuzmenko kind of reminds me of Buchnevich and a player who's probably has been playing very well, but maybe just hasn't had the breakout, but it's like clearly there and it's clearly working towards that. So I I would suspect that, especially if they're going to force feed him, you know, some minutes uh, in Calgary where perhaps he wouldn't be able to get them with uh, some blockage in um, higher in the lineup in Vancouver. So you have to like it for Calgary. Um, as far as Vancouver, I mean... It's a lot, but you can't argue with the fit for them. And they're one of, if not the best teams in the West, you know, between Edmonton, Vancouver, and uh, the Winnipeg Jets. They're, you know, they're up there with the best teams in the West, and they haven't been this good in a long time. So they're going for it. So kudos to them. Uh, thank God Chris Dury didn't make that trade because you have to wonder it would be what the package would have been for the Rangers. It probably would have been Kako, Zach Jones, a first. Um, and they probably don't like Kako as much as they like Kuzmenko. So you'd probably have to add more. So maybe that conditional whatever is a second or something. You know what I mean? So it's a high, it would be very high price. Um, Would have also been a good fit with the Rangers considering their issues, but it does seem at least at the time, my reaction was, well, I'm thankful they didn't give that package up because all that for what might just be a rental is a lot. And I don't know if I'm as confident in my team as uh, um, Patrick Alvin and Jim Rutherford in Vancouver are in theirs. So this begs the question with arguably the biggest fish off the board, who might the Rangers target? At the trade deadline, they're still first in their division despite a horrendous January and some really suspect goaltending from Igor Shosturkin. 
but they're obviously if they, they get a little bit better goaltending in the month of January, they're although probably not great, their record in January is probably better than it was. They probably win maybe arguably two or three games that they lost. Um, so they're still and they'd still be in first if if not in a in a more commanding lead. So yeah, this is listen, at the end of the day, much has been said about the failings of the Rangers core, but this is the core. This is what it is. It's Kreider, it's Zabanajad, it's Panarin, it's Fox, it's Shesterkin, it's Truba. Uh, this is it. So if you think that the Rangers are going to punt or they're not going to do anything or they're not going to... I'm not necessarily saying they'd give up their first-round pick, especially now that a player like Lindholm's on the board. Perhaps they would do it for a player that had term, who made sense, who's maybe not in his 30s, but... I think if I'm Chris Drury, I'm going to do what has brought me success the last two seasons is that make smaller moves that just kind of reinforce the edges of this team. I mean, you know, players uh, who and there's a lot of obviously rumor and speculation out there. Um, I believe Vince Mercogliano on his podcast has spoken to of some of the potential Rangers trade targets and names he's heard. Uh, he did hear they were linked to Lindholm. Obviously, when you see the price, you understand why that they were the team that brought it over the finish line, maybe perhaps not willing to give up what the Calgary Flames wanted. But um, a name he says he's heard is Adam Henrique, which I think is a name that's been heavily speculated on. I mean, say what you will about Adam Henrique, uh, and at, but he's still a very good NHL player even at his current age. I believe he's 33 years old, but still good underlying metrics. I mean, obviously Rangers fans uh, might have a hard pill time swallowing, you know, Adam Henry to the Rangers, considering how he uh, crushed their dreams in that uh, series versus the devils, you know, all those years ago, what was that? 2012. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Henrik would be a good ad for this team. I mean, hell, look at uh, another guy who basically dashed the Rangers' dreams of Jonathan Quick is now on the team and doing fairly well, so maybe it'll work again. But uh, exactly what the Rangers might need in terms of you need to basically, you know, you have a winger who's versatile, who can uh, take face-offs if need be, but mostly, you know, very good defensively responsible. Unfortunately, not the fastest skater either. I mean, he's, he's just a normal average NHL skating, but, you know, it doesn't help the Rangers get faster, unfortunately. But at the very least, you have someone who can, is at least have some offensive ability and is responsible defensively, which you any team would want. I mean, other players speculated also by Vince. Uh, you have to... You'd have to think that the connection between Chris Drury and uh, Mike Greer, the GM of the San Jose Sharks, that potentially a player like Anthony Duclair makes is a good fit for the Rangers. You know, the homecoming for him, considering he was drafted by the Rangers um, and then was has you know moved around the league quite a bit before ending up in San Jose. I mean, Duclair uh, was an important piece for the Panthers last season. So, and they go to the Stanley Cup final. So. He could absolutely, he's played some important hockey and he gives the Rangers uh, A, an offensive element, but B, more importantly, probably is the speed element they seem to be lacking right now. Um, so he could be a good fit for them. I mean, other than that, you have to wonder if a team like San, um, Seattle 
depending on how their playoff fortunes shake out. I mean, as we record this, they are currently outside of a playoff spot. They And uh, who knows? I mean, that, uh, well, they're only two points out, but the teams that are currently in the wildcard spots in the West have games played on them. And if they just keep slipping, uh, yeah, they'll probably look to move on because if you look at their lineup, they have a ton of, uh, you know, I mean, that's kind of what they are right now, right? They lack elite talent, but they have a lot of good depth in terms of just middle. They're basically filled with middle six talents. I mean, I think Jared McCann is like their number one center right now. But, you know, players like uh, Yanni Gord, players like Alexander Winberg, you know, um, who might be, hell, even maybe a Brandon Tanev, who knows, who might be available for them. So, yeah, I think Chris Drury is probably going to go probably more so in, you know, I mean, besides the fact that there really are no premier uh, big fish players really being knocked around this trade deadline. Now Lynn Holmes off the board. Obviously, Sean Ma- Monahan is a name that's been thrown around, but a lot of Rangers beat writers have basically poured cold water on that, basically citing the prohibited costs of, of Montreal wanting a first for a player like Monahan, the Rangers' reluctance to do so, and also a degraded relationship between former Rangers general manager Chris uh, Jeff Gorton and the current Rangers general manager Chris Drury based on how Gorton's uh, dramatic exit from New York unfurled. So, and uh, it's apparently that's been substantiated, which is pretty crazy. But, I mean, I guess not so crazy when you consider uh, uh, Jim Dolan's bedside manner. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Drury will most likely... I think you have to think he would rather than subtract from his roster or from his prospect pool from players. He's already maybe not every prospect is untouchable, obviously, but I th- you have to imagine he would rather use picks and prospects who are maybe have value, but are not like, don't worry folks. I don't think Othman or Perot is going anywhere, but you know, Zach Jones definitely could be a throw in hell. Matthew Robertson potentially could be a throw in, but uh, you know, who knows? Maybe that you have um, players from teams like Nashville could potentially be available, you know, like a Colton Sissons. Um, if they're looking for any tertiary, the Rangers are looking for any, um, I guess, depth defensemen. You know, I definitely think you have to look at the teams that are on the outside looking in. Although, the relationship might be strained with Jeff Gorton. You do have to wonder, is it strained with, uh, you know, former Rangers president, John Davidson as well, who is now the president of hockey operations for the Columbus blue jackets. So you have to speculate in that front. And, oh, and you know, I've heard a lot about uh, Rangers, you know, Rangers fans, especially being like, Oh, the Rangers should trade for Shane Pinto. The Rangers should trade for Shane Pinto from Ottawa. I just, folks, when you're essentially thinking of these things, especially coming off him scoring an OT winner for Ottawa over Detroit the other night, when you're thinking of these things, you have to think to yourself, why is the other team getting rid of this player? Or can they afford to? Why would Ottawa get rid of a promising young center like Pinto, especially when they haven't made the playoffs yet. 
He's the type of player they need to keep around. Yes, obviously, when you look at the Ottawa Senators, you imagine that, uh, you know, obviously, Dabrinkit didn't want to stay. He left. Tarasenko's not going to stay, obviously, so he'll be shipped off. I mean, just looking at the rest of their forwards, you know, they have... Pinto is one of the young players they're going to keep. It's going to be your Kubaliks and your Tarasenkos and, you know, uh, probably a Chikrin, probably, if he doesn't want to resign. But they're, or hell, maybe even Artem Zub, but for the most part, they're, they want to keep that young core there. Obviously, you can say, well, we need to upgrade in this roster as is is not getting it done but you could also argue it's just because they're young they're a very young team i mean between stutzla although not super young is still pretty young and obviously josh norris and batherson but you know uh, i mean pinto is essentially in a perfect world eventually pinto is going to be you know if if if, if tim stutzla becomes your first line center Pinto becomes your second line center. Maybe that pushes, you know, like a Josh Norris down the lineup or he eventually leaves this team. But um, so, yeah, so I'll just I've seen so much like the Rangers just trade for Shane Pinto. And it's just, you know, it just I just really cannot stress that when you're thinking about making these these trades in your head, because we all like as fans, we all like fan casting trades, but you just have to try to think logically and think it takes two to tango, right? So just because it's good for the Rangers, it has to also be good for the other team. And it, or, But more importantly, it has to make sense. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code THPN. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for a gambling problem by calling 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Folks, while recording this podcast, I had to pause my recording to watch the New York Knicks pull out a gritty scrapping claw and come from behind victory over the Indiana Pacers for their ninth win in a row. And this was a game in which the shots were not falling for them. They couldn't hit the three ball to save their life. They are without Julius Randle. They are out without OG Ananobi. They are without uh, Quentin Grimes. And yet they, when it matters in crunch time, even though things weren't going their way, they, uh, hunkered down and off of a MVP performance from Jalen Brunson. They they just scratch and they claw and they pull out the come from behind victory. And it's like bad calls against them by the refs, unseen flagrant fouls. Jalen Brunson gets literally palmed in the face like a knockout punch. It's 
but it didn't matter. They willed themselves to win. So I hope their brothers at the guard and the New York Rangers are watching what the Knicks are doing right now and the way they are playing because the Rangers definitely need more of that. They don't have that right now. They've had that in the past, but they've seemed to have lost sight of that right now where it's that things are not going to go your way, that your shots are not going to, you know, your the three ball is not going to be kind to you and you're going to get some missed calls and calls, egregious calls are not going to go your way. Leave no doubt. You you can will you can will your way past all that shit, but you have to put your work boots on and keep your head down and just keep working. And the Knicks have that right now, and the Rangers have lost that along the uh, the path somewhere. So they need to get that back. Before we finish, just to get back to trade related, uh, I I guess speculation on my part and everyone's part, but you know. There's been a lot of besides speculating what players the Rangers might trade for on top of that is like, will the Rangers bring any former players back? I mean, James and I kind of talked about some dream scenarios last time, which aren't going to happen, but you do have to think about players that had brief stints with the Rangers, but were relatively successful. Like Frank Vitrano, you have to wonder uh, having the season he's having at least offensively, if he can be had, um, hopefully not for that much money, considering that his last in, in New York was very successful, helping them reach the Eastern Conference final. Um, you know, I had mentioned earlier, Tarasenko in Ottawa didn't really go so well last time, but Tarasenko himself pretty, he acquitted himself fine. And, you know, considering he's not having the barn burner of a season in Ottawa that he might not cost that much, you do have to wonder if there is still the Rangers front office is comfortable with the familiarity there. Um, or at, you know, at least with getting more of a known commodity who, yeah. And there might be some more, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Just, I guess be just some more comfort there, uh, with a, a player who, although didn't light the world on fire, but seemed to fit in pretty okay. I guess the big question is considering, how he's looked it since his return. Although technically his team is still trying in it. Uh, does Patrick Kane have, uh, does he have plans to move this trade deadline? Does he want to stay pat with Detroit and just kind of kick that can till next year if they don't make it? I mean, as I record this, they are in a playoff spot. They're in a wildcard spot. So that's not going to happen unless they fall out of it toward in the next month or two, but you know, definitely not, uh, impossible. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, you know, I also wonder about teams like the Philadelphia Flyers, although obviously trading within your division is always tough. You know, I had mentioned Columbus before that might be tough, but you know, I think a trade between the Rangers and Philly, although it's happened before, I believe we traded for Justin Braun, what, two seasons ago as a depth for depth, some depth scoring. Yeah. You do have to wonder about, um, if uh, they're going to, because as I say this, they are technically still third in the Metro. So, but if they do fall out, if they're another team that falls out as you know, the Islanders are right now, they're on the outside looking in, but they are only a couple, what they're six points out of a wild card spot. And crazily enough, the two teams in the wild card spot actually have more points than the, uh, the flyers who are third in the Metro. So, um, yeah, so technically they're only four points behind the Flyers. So if they fall out, 
and also, sorry, I'm tripping over my words here, but also uh, you have to remember that they sent out a letter to their fans basically saying that even though they are in a playoff spot, they do still plan on making moves that are part, that fit their timeline that they see to keep the team not just flash in the pan competitive this season, but uh, competitive, you know, just for the next few seasons. So even though the Flyers are still in a playoff spot, uh, would they take calls on some of their players, you know, players like uh, Scott Lawton, especially considering how hungry the rest of the league is for uh, centers right now. Um, you know, I and beyond that, they definitely have some, you know, Nick Sealer, uh, you know, who knows, maybe they, the team is stupid enough to take Rasmus versus the line. And I don't know, hopefully not the Rangers, but yeah, between players, you know, like Sealer and, and Scott Lawton, uh, they could, but Garnet Hathaway, hell, you know, ever, I'm sure there's teams that would love what he brings. And obviously it's been a, a big re you know, just the grittiness of that flyers team has been a big reason they're in the spot they're in right now. But if they fall out or hell, even if they're still in it, the race, maybe they can just the teams will make them an offer that they just would have to be stupid to turn down you know what i mean so um it'll be interesting all right that's gonna do it for this one we're gonna keep it short and sweet i hope everyone enjoys uh the nhl all-star game weekend um i've enjoyed this break from the rangers they will reconvene on what's today so i'm recording this february 1st uh they're back at it on the 5th so a little Monday night hockey, but listen, it doesn't do the Rangers any good to basically mope about how their January went. They got should learn something from their uh, roommates at the Garden, the New York Knicks, and put your head down, put your work boots on, and make your own fate. No excuses. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Voice Podcast. Be sure to follow us on X at Broadway Voice Pod. If it's rate, review, and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs>